we're driving and we're testing and we're talking and we are recording. La 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 la. I'm so like, I'm such a good. What? Wait, am I saying it or are you? Okay, okay, okay. You go ahead. Hi, Amelia. Oh. <laughs> I know. I We took a week off and now we're just... Forgot how to do it. You know, I guess, I guess that's what it is. Well, okay, so t technically when you're hearing this, like, it's J January 1st, right? And technically, it's Jan it's December 30th, so we're, we're, we're in two times at once, if, if you will. we've achieved it um so okay do you have any new year's plans new year's eve plans let anybody know what you did last night <laughs> fun always always good Yum. I, I, my bet is that it's going to lead you to Thai food. Mmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. There you go. That's perfect. You said earlier, you were like, maybe we should text each other to like keep each other awake. And I was like, yeah, I can definitely text you because that'll only be 9 p.m. But I don't know that you're going to make it to midnight on the West Coast. <laughs> I was like, sure, I'll, I'll check in with you every hour and be like, you still awake? <laughs> well, when I was little... um we would always celebrate New Year's with these family friends and my mom and all the other adults were like too tired. So we would always watch the ball drop at 9 p.m. So because I mean, that's where it drops, you know, because it's in New York and it goes on at 9 p.m. And then I think they just air it again at midnight on the West Coast. But we would always watch it at like nine and then go home because like... <laughs> My mom was just too tired and like whatever. And so to this, she was like, this year, can we celebrate at 9 p.m. again? And I was like, sure, mom. <laughs> Sounds good to me. You know, you get a better night's sleep that way. Um, well, I think Ethan's family is going to come over because we're all like a 
little pod. And I think we're gonna, I, I'm a little stressed because I don't think this, Ethan, sorry if you hear this. He was supposed to go to the grocery store and handle getting the crab and it's Wednesday and he hasn't gotten crab yet. And so I'm like, do things sell out of crab? Like, and it's like stressing me out. So I'm, no, don't I, <laughs> but I'm just like trying not to be like, you know, micromanage-y. Um, <laughs> but I I think the plan is that we're going to get crab and like crack it and eat it and whatnot. Um, otherwise, I'm sure we'll eat something else equally delicious. <laughs> and then like probably watch the ball drop at 9 p.m. and then like go to bed. But you know, since it is a uh, COVID New Year's, there's really no parties going on. But what did, what did you do last year? Yeah. <laughs> oh good. No, it's it's all good. <gasps> right. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's awesome. I, I still haven't seen the Greta Gerwig version. I'm like very, I, I don't know why. N Netflix party it or something. Okay. No, you're not. Well, I I did the exact opposite. <laughs> I went to, I was in LA. And so Ethan came and we went out. And we went to this like rooftop bar, the highlight room. And they were having like this big like roaring 20s party theme thing. And so it was, it was. And I think it was like totally jinxed this year. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think everybody was like, ah, you want prohibition? Here you go. Like, <laughs> and now I'm like, okay, well, shit. But then we like got home at like three in the fucking morning or something. I don't even remember. And like went to bed, had to wake up at like 7 a.m. to go to the Rose Bowl. Yes, that's when I went. And I was like, I I'd never tailgated before. So, like, I didn't really know, like, what we were going to do. And I was like, oh, I shouldn't have drunk this much. Like, oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, I was hung over in the sun around, like, a bunch of football jerseys. And, like, at this point, I didn't have the same appreciation that I'm gaining now for football. <laughs> but it, it, I, it's just, like, if I think about literally a year ago and then this year, I'm like, wow, like, so different. Literally so different.
I did. I did. But, you know, I do kind of feel like New Year's Eve is always overhyped. Yeah, maybe I wasn't drunk enough. (laughs) Maybe I wasn't drunk enough. (laughs) Yeah. See, I don't know. I'm kind of feeling like, like this is maybe like the third or fourth time I've gone like clubbing on New Year's Eve. And it's always stressful to get a ticket and it's always expensive and like, I, I feel like that's where the letdown comes and I'm thinking like next year, so 2022, I'm manifesting this now. I want to be in like someone's apartment with all my friends, drinking and just like playing games, like you know what I mean? And it's like, and I don't want to go to like a rando house party where I don't really know everyone. I want like the squad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, we spent like $100 just to go to the club. I will say though, actually in hindsight, I don't feel like it was a ripoff because it was an open bar once we got inside. And I didn't quite put that together. And the like well vodka that they were serving was Tito's and Grey Goose. So I was like, oh, I was like, "Uh, makes sense. I think the only problem was just like the lines were outrageous to get to the bar. But you know, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> mm, yeah, maybe I'll join you in that. It will keep you up till midnight. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm like trying to think of all the things that people talk about like when the new year comes about and it's always like, what are your new year's resolutions? And I'm kind of just like, I haven't thought about it because last year I put a lot of thought into my resolutions and they like for the first time I like, I remember I went on this long hike to Griffith Park and I sat at the top and I journaled about my resolutions and everything. And now I'm like afraid to look at my journal page because I'm like, I'm confident that none of that happened. (laughs) Right. But, you know. Yeah. I definitely agree with you. that'll keep you grounded no I I think that's totally true like keeping my mental health and quite honestly like physical health like just working on that because I mean this year really has shown us if you don't have your health you you don't really have anything so 
we'll go with that one so far. I'll let, we'll see if they change, but I think that's a great one. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think that's awesome. It's a good place to put them because I'm always wary of putting stickers on like my water bottle or something because I'm like they're going to get ruined and then I'm going to lose them. But I feel like putting it in a journal is perfect because then you could write a little blurb and it's always there. I think that's a great one. And then we'll just go from there. <laughs> um... Oh, I was going to say something and it, you know, it left my brain. She's gone. Um, oh, I remember it. So uh, I know everybody's really been sitting on the edge of their seat waiting for my planner update. Um, I'll let you all know my planner has arrived. It's very nice. It's very cute. I have two complaints. So <laughs> one the binding, I usually get a planner with like the spiral binding so that it immediately lays flat. This one is more like a book. So it like closes while I'm writing it. You know what I mean? So I have to have like one hand holding it open and then one hand to write, which, you know, I'm going to give it a little bit of time. Like maybe the binding just needs to loosen up, but like I'm hoping it will get to a place where it lays flat, but the back, like the spine isn't broken. So we'll see. Second, the pages are like a nice texture on my hands, but they're a little thin. Like I can see my writing through it. I definitely can't use a Sharpie. So that I'm a little like, hmm. But exactly only time will tell but so far like it looks nice I like that I can put my name on it like it's cute it has enough space for things like we'll just see we'll see next year we'll revisit this planner discussion and we'll revisit the new year's discussion and we'll see do I keep the papi pop papier I don't know do I keep the same planner or not listen next year to find out (laughs) I can hear it (laughs) hey amelia if you hear this i love you it's so cute it's so cute how old is she (gasps) wow a rock star that's fine I didn't um I didn't pause mine so it's still going okay sweet because you can just snip it out synced well 
I think we should get into it. You know, honestly, I think our little brief discussion about New Year's resolutions is quite a good lead in because basically we said we're talking about diet and exercise culture and pretty much about how like everybody's New Year's resolution and and I hate to admit it, but always mine is like, I say like, yeah, I want to get healthy. And I'm like, I want to be thin. Like, it's like this weird subtext of like what I say and what I think I mean and what like the little voice in the back of my head is like undercutting it as. Right. And it's just so fucking ingrained. But anyway, I feel like we're getting a little ahead and maybe like chump it back a little. She wants to podcast. Okay, I'll read it. <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> angle right she's like Wait, what? Right.
Well, it's not even always like a quick nutritious solution. It's like lose 20 pounds in five days. And you're like, huh? It's like, that's impossible. We have a guest on today's podcast. Her name's Lily. Um, She's just going to be like chiming in when she really agrees with what we're saying. But uh, Lily's a dog. Um, So wait, they're, they're feeding livestock corn instead of grass, which is adding more fat and sugar to the meat. Am I understanding that correctly? Uh-huh. Uh. Something that they're just not able to digest properly. So that's... And that's the why, like, organic grass-fed beef is is labeled so clearly because it's saying we feed it actual grass instead of corn. On a farm, like, get to not, like, shove together in a pen, which is so horrible. Yeah, I want to read it. Um, I feel like it's, sorry, I'm trying to like get my window better organized. Um, I, I, I go back and forth, right? Like with, with vegetarian or veganism or, or all of these different things. I think that I could be, I mean, obviously I could be a vegetarian, but like, I think I could be a pescatarian, I, I feel like fish, right. And even then, like, I don't, I don't eat very much red meat as it is. Like, I mostly just eat chicken and turkey and, like, occasionally beef. But, I mean, that's kind of off top. That's a whole other conversation, you know, like, of, yeah, totally, Well, there's a lot of hormones in our food and it's a lot is overly processed and, you know, I I even think like I've heard a lot of people say like that have gluten sensitivities, they can't eat the bread here, but they go to Italy and they can eat the, the, the bread. And it's because they don't put as much shit in their food in Europe. It has a lot more regulations. Right. 
and I, I yes and going off of that I feel like a byproduct of of this is diet culture right like that kind of came out of that and it's just like diet culture I found a definition is um over the past few years many individuals have started following a system of belief referred to as diet culture that prioritizes their weight over well-being so diet culture is the glorification of losing weight at all costs um and this is from behavioralnutrition.org and like kind of just like what you said, it's like talking about how it's a multi-million dollar market that benefits off of our feelings of insecurity and like our dissatisfaction with our body image. And so it makes sense that like when we're feeling bad about our bodies or we're feeling self-conscious, then we're more likely to buy a diet product or a low calorie food item or new shapewear or whatever. So it makes sense for them to want to keep keeping us down, so to speak, to have them keep like profiting. But yes, like that is pretty much the way that they, that like I would define diet culture as well. But I was thinking as I was reading and I, I I had this thought and like I wanted to hear your take on it as well. Like I feel like somewhere along the way of growing up as a girl or, or as anyone, uh, but somewhere growing up, like this idea kind of came about that being thin is like the key to eternal happiness and like having all your dreams come true and whatnot. And it's like, oh, well, I'll you know, go on that vacation when I'm at this weight or I'll buy that dress when I'm at X weight or once I'm thin, I'll be on TV or, you know, whatever the fuck it is. Well, I I don't even remember what age, so like probably pretty young. But I also wonder how much of it has to do with like the activities that we were in as children, right? Like I was a competitive dancer, so it's like... I remember like being dissatisfied with my body in like middle school. Right. Yeah. Mhm. Right. 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 Well, so I was doing reading and I kind of came across this quote that 
it I don't know where it's from I just saw it on like a Instagram graphic or whatever so unfortunately I don't have credit for it but it said pretty is not the rent you pay to exist in this world as a woman and but it feels like it sometimes you know it's like you can talk about white privilege and you can talk about you know economic privilege but there's also pretty privilege Right. Right, it's like nothing. And and it's just interesting because like you see those things or you see those like you've had that scenario happen or movies are depicting these things and it becomes extraordinarily apparent that like it kind of does sometimes feel like pretty is the rent you have to pay, right? Like you could be the smartest person in the world but if you're not pretty and thin, like what does it matter? Mm -hmm. oh yeah I'm not here to say like so guys like um if you just listen to our podcast you will be like so awakened to that that's not real like no it's still something that like truly is on my mind and I hate to say it but literally every day I'm like insecure about my appearance or lack of or whatever the heck or you know all of these things like literally every day doesn't sound far off. Yeah.
Right. I don't know. I feel like, and this might be the wrong thing to say, but like at this point, I feel like that term has kind of taken on a life of its own. Like, like it's like, it's just colloquial at this point to a certain degree. Yeah. Right. Well, so we're talking about how like, being thin is like the gold standard or the desire let's say but then there's like the whole conversation about how weight doesn't actually have any indication on health right so there's a medium article that I read and um it's uh, there's a quote from it saying The idea that I could become and stay thin if I just tried hard enough had been sold to me as fact by everyone, from coaches to doctors to random strangers my entire life, and based on the research, there was absolutely no reason to believe it was true. Furthermore, I learned that weight loss wasn't even a predictor of health, because it's like, you know, you can go on a diet and you can lose a lot of weight, but it's hard to keep the weight off if you are successful in losing weight but also like Amelia and I were having this conversation before we started and talking about scales and how like if you're just looking at like the one kind of scale that you buy at like Walmart it it, it just gives you a number it doesn't have any other features to it like you could be going to the gym and you could be getting in the best shape of your life you're strong you have a lot of muscle you look healthy you feel better you can run longer all of these indicators that your health is moving in the right direction and you get on the scale and the number's gone up 20 pounds and you're like oh my god like i'm failing and it's like well one muscles heavier than fat and two like it doesn't i'm gonna say this and i like feel bad saying it because i don't totally believe it all the time but it's like the number on the scale really doesn't matter right? Like check if, if, if the goal, if the goal is to lose weight, which that doesn't always have to be the goal, but if that's the goal, like I remember like reading people say like taking progress photos is a better way to track it so that you can like compare something physically and see the muscle grow or even just like trying on your jeans and like kind of seeing how they feel, right? Because like that's, if, if, if you're, losing weight or and gaining muscle that's not going to be like uh reflected on a scale but it would be reflected in the way your genes fit even if you're gaining weight and gaining muscle but like you feel good then like that's a sign that what you're doing is like working right I, I it's just trying to kind of disassociate health from thinness
Right. Or if you feel hungry, you're probably just thirsty. Drink some water. But I'm pretty sure that the feeling of thirst and the feeling of hunger are separate. Right. Okay, I want to talk about that because I hate that. I just think that like, I don't know, I think a lot back to like my relationship with food and body image growing up and I think a lot of it's impacted from the activities that I was in like competitive dance, like ballet, you're like really fucking aware of your body and the way it looks and the way it moves through space. But then, and then that, you know, leads to its own stuff and like when I was in high school, I had a horrible relationship with food. I definitely had like disordered eating tendencies and whatnot and I definitely referred to foods as good or bad and I still do sometimes but it's just like chocolate isn't inherently bad you know what I mean and and I I, I'm I keep trying to think of like the a, a different way to refer to it because I feel like the good or bad is so deep in my fucking head that it just like comes out all the time but it's like food that fuels you but what would be the counter to that do you know what I mean like food that you know what I mean like right Yes, but I also feel like as soon as you as soon as you label like chips and salsa as bad, like a part of you kind of wants it more. You know what I mean? Cuz it's forbidden. But like chips and salsa aren't inherently bad. Like salsa is tomatoes and vegetables that like aren't really bad for you. You know what I mean? It's just unfortunate that like that's the language that so many people use and like you know I feel like I was labeling food as good or bad before I even realized that that's what I was doing and um oh my god (laughs) I just got a text from Ethan and he said I'm purging all of the subscriptions I can possibly find and I just discovered I'm still paying for hinge excuse me 
that's funny. I'm going to go, like, yell at him about that later. Um, but, yeah, like, I think that I, I'm trying to find, like, an alternative, an alternative word. Or, you know what I mean? Like, because it's just, like, food isn't good and food isn't bad, right? And I wish that, I think often, like, how am I, if I have children, like, how am I gonna, you know, try to prevent those types of unconscious, like, labeling to go off before or or just be a positive like reinforcement to the world and it's like yeah mac and cheese maybe it isn't like the thing we should eat every single meal of every single day but it's not bad is it the healthiest choice no but that doesn't make it bad because it's like you use bad like you were a bad kid like you know what I mean? Like it just starts looping into shame and guilt and all of these other things that food shouldn't trigger those kinds of emotions. Yeah. Shocker, right? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Right. I've labeled it bad and I'm eating like a bunch of white rice in the pandemic because like I don't know, rice keeps really well and like you always have it around and then you don't have to go to the grocery store. But for so long, I was like, oh my gosh, like rice and carbs, like the danger. So it converts your food into fuel. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Water retention. Right. I, it's not. I mean, it's like all of those yo-yo diets, right? Like, okay, like you'll lose the 20 pounds in five days, but then you'll, you know, start eating sustainably, right? To like keep functioning as a human and you'll gain 40 pounds. Um, I was, it, I, this is from the medium diet, or the medium diet, Jesus the Medium article again, and it was just talking about how, like, diet culture isn't what we should be striving for, and we should actually try to be focusing on our health, which isn't necessarily related to our weights. Um, and it gave, like, four bullet points talking about how diet and weight cycling, like yo-yo dieting, leads to unhealthy physical and psychological effects, which, like, totally makes sense because you're solely focused on food and when you're not eating the food you're focused on missing or being hungry um how psycho geez how physical and psychological damage comes from being rigid chaotic and fearful about eating which like from personal experience like yeah I can I had like a big problem I might even still have it who fucking knows but with like binge eating because I would be so restrictive of myself and then like that doesn't that's not sustainable and then I'd go and get like everything I'd been thinking about while I wasn't fucking eating and just shove it all down until I felt sick and it's like that's so much worse than just eating you know a few cookies but it's right and and then it goes on about how people unhappy with their weight are more likely to give up on health positive activities than heavy people who are satisfied with their weight so it's like if you're striving so long to diet, right, and you're unsatisfied, 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 not feeling like it's working, yada, 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 then it's like, well, it's not working. I might as well just eat the cookies anyways because fuck it. And there's nothing wrong with eating cookies, but if you only eat cookies, you're not going to have as much fuel or nutrients to sustain your day or your activities. Whereas like I guess what it's saying is if you are satisfied with your weight regardless of what it is, like then you can just – work on creating healthy choices but it, it pretty yeah wow <laughs> no. But that's a great point. That's a great point. And, and then it ended basically saying like whether you diet or don't, you're going to die. Which was like kind of a nice reminder. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? You're right. Like I'm going to die anyway. Like, but there is like, but it is like and this might be a kind of an unpopular opinion or a controversial I don't know but it, there is something to say like okay like yes 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 I get it like I don't want to yo-yo diet being skinny isn't the thing that defines me as a human however like I, I want to feel and look 
to what I I think is good right like I want to like look I'm like trying to find the right words but like okay yeah skinny isn't what defines you but like maybe you want to be skinny you know what I mean like where's the like middle ground of that right because it's exactly and it's hard to navigate those types of things because it's like okay like I I want to be and feel good how I am but I don't always and it's just like what do you do with those feelings you know because I agree with you Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're talking a talk, but it's hard to walk the walk. And, you know, you were talking about, like, these beauty standards, and it's like, okay, when we were younger, the standard was, like, very thin like supermodel runway model like so 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 thin I remember in middle school I was on tumblr and I just like strived for a fucking thigh gap which like just wasn't it's just not my body type like it's just never gonna happen and then like slowly the standard became like more like the Kardashians right so it's like big curves but like no fat And, like, how do you have big curves and no fat? Like, exactly. And so, like, that's kind of feeding into my point of, like, these standards are quite literally impossible. I'm pretty confident none of the people that have these standards on the internet have them in real life. And so it's just how do you deal with this kind of butting heads of being fed quite literally a computer-altered image and being expected to achieve and and present that way and also like being able to just exist in the world Right. No, and like you said, like those, you know, fancy scales and all of those data points, they're not inherently bad. 
I think it's just like having to have an an awareness of the uh, of who you're talking to because like counting your calories and using those data points from a quite literal factual uh, approach is is good right like you know where you're starting you can compare like if your brain works analytically like it makes a lot of sense I can't do that you know what I mean like I already know I'm like counting calories ain't it for me like I get obsessive as all hell and like like you were just saying how you don't want to weigh yourself too frequently because you worry about if you'll get obsessive like I totally do when the number's up I'm in a bad mood when the number's down I feel great even if I didn't like and it's so fucked up because it's like I could have eaten ice cream and nothing else all day which I know is like so unhealthy but I lost half a pound and then I'm like, go me, like, woohoo. And it's just like, you're rewarding yourself for hurting yourself. anything value I know what you're talking about. Um, I'm Googling it. Talani, Tahani. Uh, is that it? Yeah, Tahani. Tahini. She will go in. She was like crazy about, I remember that was like a few years ago and she was like very, very, very blunt. And they're like, she's not wrong. Yeah. I noticed that.
Yeah, it's go for it. Yeah. I, I, she's totally right. Like right now is the time where everybody's like, did you eat too much over holidays? Like join this like gym challenge and lose it all. Or like I even saw a sign like a couple of weeks ago outside of a gym of like lose the pandemic 15 or no, lose the COVID 15. And I'm just like, I'm like, it, I saw that sign and I was like kind of mad because like, yeah, I gained the COVID-15, fight me. But I was like, oh my God, like you're literally preying on like a global pandemic and and marketing off of a tragedy. Or, yeah. Or even if you're eating like super healthy, but like this is a stressful time and when you're stressed, your body holds on to fat. And it's just like, it, it, just that I was like, wow, fuck that gym. But then also it's like you read her quote and it's like, yeah, it's totally true. And it's like, yeah, these standards are coming from a marketing standpoint and they're trying to make you feel bad and they're manipulating you and it's so dishonest and it, it, it just is overwhelming and hard to know. Okay, like you pulled back the curtain. What do we do with the information? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. There should also be like marketing laws around it as well. Because I don't, I don't, I don't think there are. Right. And that's, you know, again, another conversation. And it's, 
<laughs> and I mean, like, I, I feel like you could say, like, a certain... I've heard a lot of people say, like, if you are following, like, a fitness influencer and they don't make you feel good, like, unfollow them. And I agree. But it, sometimes it's hard to, like, recognize what makes you feel bad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's hard. Okay, what do you mean? Like the influencer stuff? No. Yeah. I think that sounds good. We can, um, I think like this week, like maybe before the weekend, we could try and like come up with like a little bit more structured topics we want to talk to her about. Yes, exactly. And I think like talking about like her opinion on influencers or social media and its effect on like body image would probably like be a good one because it seems like she's taken quite a strong like uh liking to being like that positive place for people on the internet and like what is that like and she might have like way more knowledge about other places on the internet that are you know nice and fun yeah I literally looked through my fucking, I looked through my Instagram and I was like, hmm, what, who do I follow that like makes me feel good about myself like in a body way? And I was like, haha, no one. Like literally no one. And it's just kind of like, I don't know. It's like, we basically what we've done in this episode is we pulled back the curtain for you guys and then we like, are kind of like, hmm, I don't really know what to do about it, haha. <laughs> but, um, I mean, because I would be lying if I, like, came on here and was like, okay, so, like, um, I'm, like, so in love with every aspect of my body and, like, I think everything's perfect. Like, that's a fucking lie. And, like, this shit affects me the same way it affects Amelia, the same way it affects everyone. And I think step one is, like, having candid conversations about it. Because I remember in college, you and I would talk a lot about it. And I think, with our degree, like, there was certain elements of pressure. I remember, wait, what was it that happened in ballet? Our ballet teacher said, like, don't eat the cake or something. What's that phrase? And I literally remember one day I was, like, doing plies at the bar or something. And I was like, yeah, but sometimes the cake tastes really good. And she would say things like, don't wear black tights. Like, I know they make you look thinner, but, like, pink's better. And then you'll know, like, if you need to lose weight. Or all of these different, like, I, it's just interesting as I get older, as I get more removed, as I educate myself, like, you become really aware of these comments that are everywhere. And it's really fucking hard. 
Yeah. Exactly. We're going to kind of continue the conversation that we've been having today. So if you liked it, amazing. If you didn't, so sorry. Um, but it'll be interesting to get a different, a different perspective and it'll be interesting to have like her on with all of her knowledge and we're having a guest like oh my gosh how exciting let's hope there's no technical difficulties uh and you know maybe we'll have more guests in the future can't make any promises let's try this one first (laughs) yeah Yeah. Also, if you ate a lot on New Year's Eve or on Christmas or whatever, like you ate a lot on New Year's Eve and you drank a lot and you wake up today and you're not feeling your best, that doesn't mean that you you don't have to eat today. You you need to eat today, you eat tomorrow, you eat the next day. And if you, you know, aren't feeling too good, drink some water, go for a slow walk, get some fresh air, and like give it time. Because like doing a juice cleanse isn't going to make you feel better. I say that from personal experience. No. Exactly. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed it. We're wishing you all a safe and happy new year. Um, Yeah. Like, I guess we'll talk to you in 2021, but you're hearing this in 2021. So like, I hope the future is great. <laughs> all right. Happy new year. Bye.